Good morning. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Believer's Church. We're so excited to be worshiping together this morning. If you all want to make your way in. Today is an exciting day because we have a lot of baptisms. A lot of our, of our family members are, are being baptized today. So we are super excited about that. We're just going to celebrate what the Lord is doing um, in our body today. So if you want to stand up with us, we're going we're gonna to sing. We're going to praise the Lord. So God, you are welcome here in this place. We open our hearts to you. give you control, God. We, we want you to have your way in our hearts, in our lives, God. We praise you because you are good. So would you help us just to ignore the distractions, the things that keep us away from you, and to be fully present today to worship you, to lift your name high, to exalt you, to give you the glory and the honor.
like the Lord was answering our, us back. He's like, I'm going to answer your prayer to come rest on you. Um, but I also heard him say, it probably won't look how you think it's going to look. Um, and so the way he's going to come, the way he's going to meet us, can we just be open to however that is? I feel like that's just what the Lord's asking. And so if we could even just respond by saying, Lord, you can come however you want. You can meet us however you want. Yeah, so Jesus, we do. We say, we, we take away our own expectations. Yeah, we take away, yeah, our own, like, demands even, Lord Jesus, of how you're supposed to um, meet us. And instead we say, come however you want.
There was a time in my life, I was 15, and uh, I'd do everything in my power to manufacture happiness. And I got invited, I got suckered into a Christian concert. And the Lord met me there and gave me joy for the first time in my life. And uh, I haven't had to pretend since. So when I sing the song, Great Are You, Lord, that's where he took me this morning. To almost 16-year-old, lost young man. And uh, joy, joy. Um, we're going to take a, a moment. Today's service is going to be a little bit different than usual uh, because God moves like the wind, and we get to respond with where he's moving. We have nine people being baptized today. So we're going to take a few minutes, and I'm going to share about what is baptism and why do we do it. And uh, for those of you here who the Lord's pulling on your heart to go all in with your whole heart, your whole life with him, we are going to have an open invitation throughout the morning. Uh, Keep the baptismal warm for those who want to. Um, be baptized today as well. So, and Guy will have more to share about that a little later. But, um, yeah. If I hit this little button, will it do the slide thing? There it is. Thanks. Um, so, what and why baptism? Uh, if you don't know me, my name's Zach. I get to uh, teach our kiddos here and work with a lovely team of volunteers to do that. And so, I'm always itching for, like, illustrations to help clarify a truth to a young child's heart. So, as I was thinking about baptism, I was like, What's a good, I'm like picturing like something with water up here, you know, and I'm driving and the Lord says, uh, duh, baptism is the illustration. And I was like, oh my. And then he took it another layer deeper for me. And I'm just going to hit this passage we're going to read together. And it's from Matthew 18. And Jesus says, calls to a child. What's fascinating about this passage is his disciples who are adults are arguing about who's the greatest. We just got done singing a song about the greatness of God. Calling to him a child, he puts him in the midst of them and say, says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So what a joy to get to celebrate uh, not only baptisms, but children being baptized. Seven of the nine people that are scheduled for baptism are children. Isn't it beautiful, you guys? So they're here. They're going to express uh, their love and faithfulness in response to Jesus' love and faithfulness to them. But here's the question. What is baptism? It's kind of an odd one, right? Um, Baptism, it literally means to dip or to immerse, right? So our kiddos and two adults are going to be dipped immersed in water and come back up. It is this uh, sacred act as a church we've been doing for 2,000 years of as God meets us and transforms our heart, he gives us something really practical on the outside to do, to reveal, to show a sign, to demonstrate what he's done on the inside, that he's cleansed us as we turn and put our trust in him in response to the good news. It's that moment when I'm 15 and I meet joy for the first time. God puts in our hands something outside of ourselves to respond to him and to do. So baptism is this outward act of an internal transformation that's taking place. But as disciples and followers of Jesus, why do we disciple people? 
I'm going to read two passages. The first is a command that Jesus gives his disciples. Um, And the second is the first instance in Scripture that we get to see his disciples following through on this command. Um, And so this command is just as relevant to us today as it is to the very first disciples of Jesus. Now the eleven disciples, in Matthew 28, they went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. We've got to participate with that same worship today. And some doubted. How many of you guys have doubts? Like the risen Jesus is before them, right? And some are doubting. It's okay. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, the great promise, I am with you always to the end of the age. All right, so that's, that's the framework, right? That's why we do this kind of odd tradition for 2,000 years. Let's see how it played out in the lives of the disciples. Um, Jesus goes up to heaven, and he says for his disciples to wait. And they're waiting, they're praying, and the Holy Spirit comes on them in power, and they're speaking in different, lung, different tongues and languages. And, and there's, there's all these people, Jewish people, from all over the area speaking different languages. And they're like, what's going on here? And so Peter gets up and he explains to them, hey, this promise of the Holy Spirit in Joel, the book of Joel, it's for everyone. It's here. This is what's happening right here. And then he declares the good news of Jesus to them. And so we're going to read through the first preaching of the gospel in the book of Acts together. Peter says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, As you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it's not possible for him to be held by it. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel know, therefore, for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Watch what happens. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized. Turn and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, and parents, this next line is important, and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. And with many other words, He bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. And so those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. 3,000. I don't know if we have 3,000 here. (laughs) Man, what a party that must have been thrown. I can't imagine immersing 3,000 peoples administratively. That sounds like a lot. Shelly, are you ready for that? Um. So here's the question, why be baptized? And there's, I mean, for 2,000 years we've been wrestling with this as followers of Jesus, and there's lots of good answers, but 
as I really thought about this, three popped into my heart reflecting on these passages. Why be baptized? Question for you. How many of you remember your very first job? Obviously, if you haven't had a job yet. Okay, turn to the person next to you and just whisper where that was at. Okay. All right. My first job, my rite of passage, was at Wendy's. All right. That job was humiliating in the best of ways. I literally said, you give me money, and I'll tell you yes to anything. So that looked like cleaning grease traps, right? It looked like really cleaning anything with grease and fried food. But what was interesting is as I said yes to these smaller acts of obedience, trust was built between me and my supervisors, and they got more complicated, and and trust was being built and things like that. And it's kind of like that. The reason why we're baptized is because Jesus is our new Lord, okay? So when a new disciple hears the scandalous good news of Jesus, that God loves us so much that he would actually send his most beloved son to die for us, our response is, you get everything. You get all of my yeses. And Jesus says, okay, well, here's one of the first things I'm going to ask you to do. Be baptized. And so you get this awesome experience in Acts 2 where people are like, what do I do, have to do to be saved? Peter, what a merciful answer. Like, you just turn to Jesus and let's dunk everybody in some water for the next probably 20 hours, you know? <laughs> he tells his new followers to be baptized. He's Lord and to baptize other. As our Lord, just like as my Wendy's bots, right? It's the relationship reality. He has the right to do that. I gave up my right. He gets to tell me what to do. So that's really the foundational reason why we're baptized, um, because he's Lord. But thankfully, Jesus is way better than my Wendy's boss. Okay, another question. I work in kids' ministry, so we do a lot of question asking. How many of you remember the first time you rode a bike? Great, perfect. Uh, For those of you who can ride a bike, it's really important to picture that in your head. You had a moment in your story when you first did the thing, right? Someone taught you, hypothetically, let's call that person, a bike rider. A bike rider came, experienced, taught you how to ride a bike, and the moment you started going, the pedal started moving, something inside of you, whether it was this words or not, could say, look me, I'm a bike rider too, right? The second reason I feel why we get baptized is because Jesus is our new teacher, right? He didn't come to just tell us what to do. He, told, he came and got in the weeds with us to show us how to do it. He's 200% committed to showing us how to live this life out near and like him. The word disciple actually means student. Um, Baptism is one way that he's teaching and transforming our hearts into a heart like his that's tender and ready to listen to the voice of Father God, to trust Father and obey him. And for students of Jesus, baptism is like the first time riding a bike. It's an actual moment in our life. It's a reference point for exercising our heart muscle of listening, trusting, and obeying. Uh, it's, it's a really silly command, if you ask me, um, to be baptized. In some cultures, like Islamic cultures, it can mean your family alienates you. It can mean death. But in our culture, it's like low risk, right? And we're really pragmatic. So we can't really like see, like, what is the, what's the benefit of this? And so sometimes we actually can put it off. Um, 
and ignore it. But Jesus, when he started his ministry, it was the first thing he did. He was baptized. And then John resisted and said, why are you doing this? He says, I need to do this. It's, it's to fulfill God's plan. It's to kickstart this thing. Um, he models it. He teaches it. It's like an initial test of our trust, both for him and for us, so that we can, like when we rode a bike, say, yes, look at me. I'm a Jesus truster. I can do this. We're baptized because Jesus is our new teacher. Thankfully, Jesus is way better than those who taught us how to ride a bike. And the third reason... Got too many buttons here. All right. Another question. How many of those who are married had a marriage ceremony, a wedding? It's an interesting thing we do in our culture. Um... We have this wedding ceremony. It's a community event. We all gather. We're celebrating. There's a formalizing of a relationship. There's a legal aspect of it. And what we're doing is we're saying, hey, two individuals that had separate lives, you're becoming one new family today. You have a whole new way of life. In a similar way, Jesus is our new life for a new disciple. In our culture, often a woman will take on the last name of a husband my wife's here somewhere. She took on my last name. And we started this new life together. Likewise, a new disciple of Jesus, right? When, we, when you watch these, right, watch these baptisms, they're going to go down into the water very briefly, if they can hear, kids, really, really fast down the water. And it demonstrates us reenacting what Jesus did when he went down into the grave. And as they come up, they come up into a realization of a new resurrected life with the Lord. And beyond that, we as a community and the person baptizing them declares over them their new identity. The identity that trust started to mold into their hearts is now declared over them. They're baptized in the name of the Father. They get to identify, I am a child of God. They're baptized in the name of the Son. They get to identify, I am now a servant of the Most High King. They're baptized in the name of the Holy Spirit. I get to identify that I am a sent out one. I am an ambassador of the Holy Spirit. When we're baptized, we're baptized because Jesus wants to offer us a whole new life. And the 15-year-old in me can confidently say, hey, that new life that you grabbed hold of, it is way better than any other option out there. So those are three reasons. We're baptized, there's lots of reasons, because Jesus is our Lord. He tells us to do it. Even for us who are pragmatic, we don't fully understand. He just says, hey, trust me, let's do this thing. He's our new teacher. He did it to fulfill God's plan. We get to do it with him and like him. And it's our whole new life. We're baptized into a new community of people, a family, who are declaring over us who we are day in and day out as the lives of this world bombard us. I'm going to read again that passage we started with just to recap that um, not only is baptism an illustration, right, of what God is doing on the inside of these children and a couple of adults and maybe some of us here, right, but there's something even deeper that we get to experience as a community is that Jesus is taking the children from our community and demonstrating to us what it, lo- what it looks like to live in a posture of childlike humility, right? This is courageous that these kids are doing this. Like, this is, my heart's beating talking to you guys. I can't imagine, like, being up there, being seven or eight and doing something like that. This is courage. So we get to walk away from here emboldened, encouraged by the faith being lived down and acted by these children. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to add verse 5 to it as we read it. I just want you to really sit on this and just hear the pleasure of Father over us. 
And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. So what I'd like to do, I'd like to turn our attention to our baptistry over here. If you are a kid in BC Explorers and mom and dad are okay with it, I say run and sit as close to those baptistries as you can. Some of your friends are going to be baptized. We are about to, as a community, receive five such children in the name of Jesus. So let's pray over these children for their nerves real quick as they commit to this. So would you join me in prayer? Jesus, you are our Lord. Jesus, you are our teacher. Jesus, you are our life. We celebrate and rejoice uh, the only miraculous thing that we can today, which is that you like to rescue all of us, and you'll meet all of us. So even these children, would you bless them as they make a public decision to serve you with their whole heart for their whole life? In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys. Well, what a fun morning. Um, I'm about to invite three dads up to baptize their kids, which is so cool, so special. I just wanted to ask you guys one question because this is really a family affair and that we're all participating in this baptism together. As these baptisms are taking place, I just wanted to ask us as a community, do we commit to walking with these new disciples after this moment, to coming alongside them as spiritual family? And so if we agree to that, let's say we do. We do. Thank you. So I'm going to invite Zach Cabell in, and he is going to baptize his sons, Logan and Zeke. So is there anything that you want to share about why you're being baptized today? Fair enough. Um, Do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? Yes. Okay. And will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. Okay. And based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, here, move it a little over here. Um, Ready? Mm -hmm. All right. I baptize you in the name of the Father. And the Holy Ghost. Do you have anything that you want to share about why you're being baptized today? No. Not, not at all. Um, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God? Yes. Um, well, you may be right until I, I finish the question. Okay. <laughs> you and I have talked about this, haven't we? Yes. yes, we have. Okay. Do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God? Yes. Okay. He's going to give you a new life as a child of God. Yes. Okay. And will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until the end? Yes. All right. Then I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Justin LeBeau is going to come and baptize Elijah and Gwen. All right. Is there anything you want to say about, you know, why you're being baptized today? No. No? Okay. Um, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins? who rose from the grave and sits at the right hand of God to give you new life as a child of God? Yes. Okay. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. Based on your commitment to trust in Jesus, I baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, sits at the right hand of God, to give you a new life as a child of God. Will you follow Jesus your whole life until it ends? Okay. Based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Chris Hogue is going to come and baptize James now. Alright. Alright. So good to see you guys. Zach and I just hugged because... We've known the Cabells since their kids were born, and they've known us since James was born. It's just kind of a special day. So, James, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God? Yes. All right. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes. All right. Then I baptize you. Take my hand. Remember? Grab it underneath. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are dismissed to your classes. Family of God, let's hug each other and cry. Guile, come and share with us. We have more baptisms. We want more. <laughs> that would be an interesting. We demand baptisms and we're not leaving till we have more. Okay. Actually, I can just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in this almost kind of ferocious way, a ferocity 
to the Lord, Chris Westoff was texting me saying, I feel like every baptism is prophesying revival that's coming. Guys, do you, you know what we just saw? We saw a generation changing in front of our eyes. We saw, saw kids who are making commitments at this moment that their childhood and adulthood has a different trajectory. That is phenomenal. And the ripple effects are shocking. And if you're in your 50s and one of the few, I, I'm looking around my friends who've been around a believer since like 98, we're watching our kids be baptized. Some of us older ones are watching our kids lead us in worship now and saying, God, let them run, let them go. That's one of the things, why, it's unique to us, maybe, I don't know, is why we have parents baptize their kids. The number one discipler of humans is not pastors. It's parents. The, the, the basic unit of the church is the family. That's the basic unit of the church. And so, so unfortunately, um, you know, there, there were some generations where we thought we could kind of outsource discipleship to a church. And, and then, and, and then wonder why it didn't go that well. <laughs> because like with the children, Zach has, Two hours a week, and parents have all the rest. It's just, it's, it's, you're never gonna do that well. Can Jesus do amazing things? Yes, we've seen it happen. Zach Ripley is a story of that, of a guy who just showed up at youth group and Jesus wrecked his whole life and rebuilt from his family history. Um, but man, when I see this, I, I, I remember Chris and Andrea long before James was born. Zach and Angel before they had any kids. Uh, this is just so special. So uh, we are going to have some more baptisms, but I wanted to make a comment, and then we're going to go back into some more worship music and baptisms to, to tie up the rest of the day. And, and I know that in the room today are primarily people who have committed themselves to Jesus and or been baptized. That's my guess. That's my guess. But let me ask you a question. Uh, Zach Ripley style. He's such a good teacher. It's like everything fit together. It's like so much harder to teach kids. <laughs> like VBS scares the heck out of me. I stand up there like they're about to kill me. They're like, you're not interesting. You're done. <laughs> um, have you ever wondered how you're doing as a Christian? Ever had the thought, I wonder how I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing that well. Nobody's felt that way. Is it just me? <laughs> like, if, if you have to do my job, see, it's, I, Roger and I, Roger, uh, I work here for who's new. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, if you're wondering why, I just, gra I grabbed a mic. They don't know who I am. I'm just, but Roger and I always love it when we'd invite people to share who had never done it because we just love to see them be scared. So now you know what it's like. <laughs> Every Saturday, man, I have, it's, it's a challenge. I start thinking, I don't deserve to be in front of a bunch of people. And what, and, I, and, I, and, and what I do usually, wondering what kind of Christian I am, I start to kind of do this judging myself thing. I like, well, I think I was nice this many times yesterday, right? And, 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 I don't think that was that bad. 
And if I really do think that there was something I didn't so bad, I start to talk myself through, you know, it wasn't that bad. Did anyone see me doing it, I wonder? This is why I don't have a Jesus fish on my car. Bring disrepute to the Lord. Anybody relate to me? That it, 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 that, or, or this is even a harder one. Do other people think I'm a good Christian? Have you ever felt that way? I have some awesome stories I'm refraining from saying right now because I didn't ask for permission, but they are awesome. Of moments where, you know, Christians were interacting with one another in like a customer situation that later when you realize you're a Christian, you're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, 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 and I've noticed that what happens to me when I'm wondering how I'm doing as a Christian and for me, ch- church happens to be a place I do it. And part of it's because I'm standing in front of people. But my guess is it might happen to you on the way to church too. Like, shut up, kids. We're Christian kids. <laughs> shut up, you know. <laughs> Behave immediately. When we get into that, you know, yeah. Is I have this whole, like, self-justification thing going on. And what what I realize about this is it has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus. It has my 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 assessment of myself and going am I a good Christian and do other people think I'm a good Christian really has nothing to do with the gospel. Uh Paul wrote to these churches. So Paul went up the very first churches he ever planted. People who were not Jews for the most part he, he went and told about Jesus, the Messiah, and he kind of explained, you know, the history of Israel, but that Jesus is the Savior that you can put your faith in and God will forgive you of your sins and put you in relationship with Him. And he, so he said that to all these churches that uh, didn't know about the Jewish stuff so much, but they're like, yes, we're in, we love that. And then what ended up happening was there are people from Jerusalem who were Jews who became Christians, but they figured, well, probably the Jesus thing alone is not enough. So we're going to go up to these churches and tell them, well, they got to do the Jewish laws as well. They got to get circumcised. They've got to obey those laws. And Paul writes these guys and he said, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel. And then Paul talks a little bit about how his gospel is reliable. He even checked it out with the guys in Jerusalem, and they're good. And so then he gets into this, and he says, he, he, he's talking about those in the church that were Jews like him that had come out of this uh, 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 the, the obeying the law and circumcision and, and putting their faith in Jesus. And we who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles, in other words, those outside the Jewish faith, this is what we know now. We know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, 
no one will be justified. Works of the law, things they're all good things. Ten Commandments, all that kind of stuff. But somehow I cannot get myself into a right relationship with God by behaving well. By doing these things. In fact, here's how it goes. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Jesus being killed, I'm joining him in that death. And I don't live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I uh, was going through this questioning thing over the last two days. And, and I had an unusual week. It was a good week, but it was one of those that kind of gets you off your rhythm. You know what I mean? And so like when you're getting back into your rhythm, it's like weird. You know, like, I'm like, I still think I remember my name and I know where I work. You know, you've ever had one of those weeks? Um, so I'm feeling all these questions like, oh, and I'm, I, I can feel myself so deeply tempted to go, well, has, been, has my behavior been good? I mean, that's not a bad question. It's not a bad question. But, but then God whispered this in my heart. You worry too much about what other people think of you. Stop it. Worry about what I think of you. Because what if I stand here and every one of you thinks I'm a failure and a sinner? For whatever reason. And if you've ever done things in front of people, it doesn't matter what you're trying, you're going to have the whole gamut of opinions of what just happened. You can't control these things. What if? Who is my judge? And who's the one who justifies me? Is it me? Could, could, have you ever tried to talk yourself into somebody else? Maybe you hurt their feelings and talked it into it. It really wasn't bad what I did to you. If you've done that, stop that, please. That's not a good thing. I've done it to my wife thousands of times. I'm O for all. I need to remember the gospel. That's what Jesus is saying to me. That the gospel is God's declaration on our identity. It's his declaration on who we are. And in this it's, he wants us to skip right over that center spot into the gospel. And this is why baptism is so important. This is why baptism is so important. Roger was telling me he, he read something this week about this, this guy who was doing baptisms. And when he did it, here's how he said it. He said, it's, instead of a baptize, he, he said, I put to death your old man in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are about to die. And this is what Paul says about baptism. In Christ Jesus, you're all children of God through faith. Why? All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Think about that. My identity, I am clothed with Christ. So if you... The truth is, you could probably find a lot of things I did pretty poorly in the last few days. And guess what? Your opinion about that doesn't actually matter. I'm wearing Jesus' clothes. 
I'm wearing this identity that, that I can say, that, here's what I figured out the hard way. Instead of justifying myself, even if I don't know if I did something wrong, I said, Jesus, will you forgive me even if I don't know? And he's like, yes! And it's all done. Ooh, does that make you feel weird? I hope it does, because this is scandalous. This is, if you start to understand the forgiveness we have through Jesus, it will freak you out. Like this, you'd start to think this isn't fair. Now you're getting it. This is not fair at all. We deserve judgment. We deserve retribution. We deserve punishment. And Jesus said, I'll take it for you. I'll take it for you. So there's no accusation that could stand. Doesn't mean you didn't do the actions, but in terms of right relationship with God, it's all okay. It's all okay. I feel like there's something prophetic-ish happening. If you maybe I'll just scale back that language. The Holy Spirit's messing with us. Because I'm a good behavior. I'm a one on the Enneagram. Okay? But I hope you're really uncomfortable about, does he care if we do behavior? You've got to hear this fast and hard. If you haven't just gotten into the freedom of there's absolutely nothing you can do to make God happy with you, and you haven't really fully embraced the gospel yet. You cannot screw this thing up. The only way you can do is just say, no, I'll do it on my own and climb the Jesus ladder. Right? We do these justifications all the time. I'm a good person. Even pre-faith, right? Why would... Yeah, but you cannot fix yourself in relationship with God. It's absolutely impossible to do. And so that existential dread, that deep, ugh, it will never go away except for faith in Jesus who took it on himself for us. Does it make sense? So the music team is going to come back up. Here's what we're going to do for the rest of the service here. We're going to end with some baptisms. But between then and now, we're going to do two things. If you've already been baptized, what I want you to do is remember your baptism. If you're like me, you grew up in a tradition that didn't make a big deal about this for whatever reason. And it, 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 it's kind of like not making a big deal about weddings except weddings that have eternal implications. You see what I'm saying? This is a big deal of this moment that we need to have. Baptism's so helpful. It's just like your marriage. I remember, if you've been married, I've been married 27 years and there have been more than one time I know my wife has said, but I married him. In fact, I remember the date. There's a date. She had it etched on the inside of my ring knowing my memory. So I'm like, 94 or 97? It's 94, yeah. There's something about us. Baptism is, is, is for us to know, I died to my old life that day. My identity became in Christ. I cannot build an identity 
I can't build the kind of reputation that everyone's going to approve and say, yes, you're in a good relationship with God. Only Jesus could do this. So for us to mark that moment that I could say, I know, I feel terrible. I feel like a horrible sinner. God, will you forgive me? And the answer is yes. Doesn't matter if you feel it or not. You've been baptized. You're in Christ. Oh, Lord, tear down every religious demonic stronghold that is, is opposed to us right now, Lord. Have mercy on us, Christ. Have mercy on us, Christ. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. To know the wonder that you can't send yourself out of sonship. Oh, I'm going to make you crazy, I hope. Because you're in Christ. And you can't save yourself. You can't wreck... Uh, uh, you can't make yourself okay with God by your good behavior. We, we love spiritual disciplines, all this stuff. With that, that all comes in response. In response. In response to what we believed. Jesus said in Matthew 7, there will be people who did ministry who aren't in the kingdom. They did good works. What was the problem? I didn't know you, man. That sounds so somber, but if you think about it, actually he's making it super easy for us. You see what I'm saying? He's saying you cannot rescue yourself. Throw yourself on my mercy. Did you know you'll never get away from needing the mercy of God desperately every day? There is no graduating from this. This is maturity is a widening sense of I need the mercy of God, a larger sense that I need Him for everything I'm doing, that I cannot live this life without Him. I can't build something for Him. So if you've already been baptized, I want you to think on these things. Think on these things. Remember your baptism. Maybe a good way to, to, to let it hit you is think of your worst failure. And is Jesus' blood, is his death and resurrection enough that you're forgiven and you and God are in good, good company with one another? The other thing I want to invite is if you haven't been baptized. And, and <laughs> I don't know if I'd call this like common law Christianity you know what I'm saying? Like a common law marriage? I don't know. I mean, because you can be saved and not be baptized. There's evidence of that in the scriptures. But Zach laid it out really cool. Here's, well, Jesus asked us to. So even if I don't understand why, I just want to do what Jesus is doing. Jesus got baptized, so I want to imitate Jesus. And, and it, it, there's something about this, this moment. It's, it's <laughs> jeez. This is probably not the best analogy, but it's like a coming out party of your true identity. I'm serious. You know what my true identity is? It's not Guile Smith, born to Marie and David. It's Guile Smith, born into the kingdom when he was eight years old. And I'm in Christ. That's my true identity. 
It's a stable identity. It's resting on him. It's not resting on me and my behavior. Do I change? Absolutely. We want to walk in the spirit, Galatians goes on to say, because we just don't like, you know, eating dirt and sticking forks in our eyes. That's dumb. But that has absolutely no bearing on my standing with God. Did you know that? Now we'll get rewarded if we, or not rewarded if we're faithful. We cannot rescue ourselves. It's impossible. There's some, here's another way to know if you're feeling religious about this. Are there some people you don't think should get rescued? You know what I mean? Not that guy. <laughs> he deserves what's coming to him. Okay. You do too. <laughs> I deserve what I got coming to me, man. Except Jesus stood in the way. So he let me do this for you. And that's faith in Jesus. So if you haven't been baptized, we're going to invite you to be baptized right now. See, there's, there's story after story in Acts. We've already preached the gospel today. And story after story, Zach read one of them, but you see him over and over again. The Philippian jailer in Acts 16. Acts 8, there's this guy from Ethiopia who's hearing the gospel and he says, well, there's some water. Is there anything to, be, to prevent me from being baptized right now? And the answer is no, let's do it. We've got clothes in the back that you can change into. We've got towels. We've done this before. But we already have a few baptisms lined up. But what we're going to do is just for a moment, we're just going to be in the presence of Jesus worshiping him. And I want to invite you and maybe even challenge you. Let this be your moment to say, I'm in with Jesus. I'm in with Jesus. Some of us are like, well, I'm, but I want to be able to explain to everyone I'm a Christian. Who cares, man? None of our opinions care. It's between you and Jesus and his justifying you. We are going to cheer you on. For this moment. So if nobody comes up, that's fine. We're not, we're not nervous. We've already got people being baptized. But I have this sense that Jesus, Jesus wants a messy house. I didn't realize I was in the middle of a prophetic parable last night. I was flying in um, uh, from Charlotte last night. And I had more babies around me than I've ever had in one airline. We had, was it, about four, Kelly? We know they were there. All the way. I mean, just screaming. I have total compassion because my 21-year-old now, when he was two, he screamed the entire flight. We said, we're driving from now on. But I started thinking about Anna. I tell you, she's like, Kyle, Jesus is bringing babies. And it's messy and noisy. Come on, Lord. Come on. Come on, Lord. So let's stand together. We're going to worship. I'm just going to invite you, Lord Jesus. You said when we're gathered in your name, you're present among us. So Lord, we invite you to do the things that you need to do among us. To rearrange. It said that you broke, you knocked over the temples. Uh, the, the money changer stuff in the temples. So that the lame and the blind could come in and be healed. And to pray. Lord, do it among us. Do it among us that we might receive your new life. So if you'd like to be baptized, if you go through those doors right over here, there'll be people there, Anna and others of our pastoral staff, 
who will help you right now. So we're just going to worship a little bit. Let's celebrate our baptism while we're doing this. And we do have towels and clothes. Did I say that? Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> yes. Something I want to say, and I please, please don't hear me pushing hard on the gas here, but Bob came up and felt like he felt the Lord messing with him about this. He said, we may have some folks in the room who are baptized maybe as a kid, and you almost have no memory or value on that experience, and Jesus just want to invite you to say, you want to renew your vows today? Please don't let me, don't hear me hitting the gas. Do not, not manipulating. Nobody responds. That's great. But if you're like, yes, I want to do something crazy and I want to do that today, uh, we want to invite you to come and do that. Okay? All right.
So we've got, I guess, about 10 people who came that want to get baptized. So let's, let's agree in prayer over them right now. Let's agree in prayer. I'll pray on the microphone, but you pray out loud as well. Just because, Lord, we ask your blessing. We, you said in Luke 15 that more rejoicing happens in heaven over one of us doing this than all of our big worship services. That you love weddings. You love these vows, Lord. You love the renewal of your vows with your bride, Hosea. Lord, you went to no, no you stopped at nothing to win our hearts back. And so, Lord, we honor those who today are coming to just make this public declaration that I'm dying. It's no longer I who live, but Jesus, you're our identity. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. And Lord, we ask you to confirm the proclamation of your word with signs and wonders and miracles here today. New deliverances. Holy Spirit presence coming on us in ways never before. Thank you, Lord. Okay, well, let's be seated and let's just cheer these guys on. for some more baptisms. <laughs> Just, I'm going to ask you guys the same question as we gear up for a second round of baptisms. This is a family affair. And so as you are watching these, uh, do you commit to coming alongside these new disciples and to walk with them as spiritual family? If, if you do agree, would you say, we do? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So Natalie is going to come and she's got two of her little disciples that she's going to baptize, Alyssa and Eli. Is there anything you would like to share about why you're being baptized today? No. Okay. Do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits right at the hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? Yes! Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes! Awesome. Well, based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, are you ready? Yes. I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. It's warm, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Eli, is there anything you'd like to share about why you're being baptized today? Um, no, not really. Not really? Okay. So do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? Of course. Awesome. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. Awesome. Okay, let's get ready. So based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
We have we have Leslie Mace here. Leslie, is there anything you would like to share? Um, well, I love the Lord Jesus with all my heart, and sprinkling just for me wasn't enough, and I, out of obedience, here I am. Come on, come on. <laughs> Leslie, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you new life? Yes. Will you follow Jesus your whole life? So based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, ready? Mm-hmm. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> You're doing great. This is Jasmine. Jasmine, is there anything that you'd like to share? Thank you, Maxine. <laughs> Thank you, Maxine, for bringing me to the Lord. Come on. And showing me the Lord. Come on. <laughs> um, it's a glorious day for all of us, that's for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? <laughs> yes, I do. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes, I will. Okay. Why don't you kneel? Yeah, kneel right here. Yeah. So based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jalen, Jalen, is there anything that you'd like to share? Um, I honestly wasn't going to get baptized today, but the Lord was just working through me, and I gave my life to Christ a month ago, so Come on. why not? <laughs> Would you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as his child? Yes. yes. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes. Come on, well, why don't you kneel here? So based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Abby. Abby, is there anything that you'd like to share? Um, I just feel like this is a recommitment of stuff that I've strayed away from the Lord from, and he's just like, do it again. Come on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and wants to make you a new child in Jesus? Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes. Awesome. Why don't you kneel and plug your nose? So based on your commitment to follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
This is Destiny McComas. Oh, and this is her daughter, Nova. Destiny, is there anything that you want to share? I might get emotional, but um, I battled with addiction for years since I was 13 years old. I lost my children a year ago due to it. I just got my children back two weeks ago. I prayed every night for a year straight in here in my prayers. You ready? Hey, Destiny. <laughs> Destiny, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? Yes. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. yes. Okay. Why don't you kneel and plug your nose? So, Destiny, based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. (laughs) This is Cassandra. Cassandra, is there anything you'd like to share? Yes, uh, I love the Lord, and um, just now a year clean from drugs, and I just want to follow the Lord and do what He says. Awesome. <laughs> so you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God. Yes. Yeah. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes, I will. Okay, we'll kneel. Cassandra, based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you, plug in notes, baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> this is Chelsea. Chelsea, is there anything you'd like to share? Uh, I'm just ready to start a new life. Awesome. <laughs> a new life. Awesome. Chelsea, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God yes. to give you a new life as a child of God? Yeah. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes. Awesome. Okay, we'll kneel and plug your nose. So, Chelsea, based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Matt. Matt, is there anything you want to share? Um, yeah, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see anyone. It's right <laughs> okay. It's making it a little easier. Um, I've been baptized before, um, but never like voluntarily. Yeah, chosen to publicly state that I want to follow the Lord. Um, 
I've been scared to to really let go of that comfort and like the life I've been living. And then today the Lord was like, "You want to do this or what, man?" And I was like, "I'm really nervous. I don't want to go up there." <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to. Uh, I want him to know that I want him. Yeah. Yeah. He wants you. So. Yeah. So. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. Well, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? I do. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Watch you kneel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cover your nose. So based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Elizabeth Freeland, and she's going to baptize Amy Carroll. all these beautiful baptisms and um, I just really felt like the Lord bring up whenever I was first baptized when I was like 12 or so and um, I think something I've kind of kept to myself is that um, well I was baptized in my backyard in my pool by my dad and uh, my grandma was getting baptized and it was so pure um, why she was getting baptized and her whole story. And I was like, oh, I want to get baptized too. But like what no one knows is that was really just me being like, I want to check this off the list and not have to be in front of a bunch of people. Um, and yeah, so it doesn't really make sense that I felt like God was like, oh, get baptized today again. Um, because I feel like that's a thing for like someone who just got saved and I've been walking with the Lord, but I just heard the Lord say like, get out of the way of what I'm trying to do in you. Um, and like, there's so much freedom in Christ Come on. and there's freedom in obedience. And so, um, I just felt like I was supposed to do this really because he wants to give me freedom from fear of man and just like give me more freedom and it's less of a religious thing it's less of a check it off the list thing it's more of a like step into my grace thing so super excited Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. Based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus. I baptized you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
This is Crystal. Crystal, is there anything you'd like to share? No. No? Okay. We'll ask you a couple questions. Do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins and rose from the grave, to give you a new life as a child of God? I do. Yeah. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? I do. Oh, awesome. Okay. We'll kneel and plug your nose here. So, Chris, based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Mark Hodge. Mark. Mark, is there anything you'd like to share? Yeah, as I was sitting out there, I thought, you know, I have a vivid and beautiful memory of the wedding to my wife. And a vivid and beautiful memory of my wedding to my Lord. And I want an equally vivid and beautiful memory of my death. So I've come to be baptized into death of pride. Come on. Death of my expectations I put on God and the expectations I put on myself. Amen. So let's do this, but I want you to do it until you see bubbles. Okay. <laughs> you, got you got it, Mark. Well, <laughs> you got it. Okay. Mark, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins and rose from the grave? Yes, I do. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes, I will. Yeah. Neil, plug your nose. Based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> This is Jesse. Is there anything you'd like to share, Jesse? Um, I wanted to thank the person that talked to Guile uh, about if you've been baptized before, you can do it again, and it's okay. So thank you, whoever you are. Awesome. Let's do this, Jesse. Do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins and rose from the grave to give you a new life as a child of God? Absolutely. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life? Yes. Yeah. Neil, cover your nose. Based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, Jesse, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. stand together.
I feel wrung out in a good way. You know, do you feel that way? So I'm just wrung out in such a good way. Keith Wheeler, Keith, are you in the room? If he's <laughs> by the transitive property, I'm going this way, this way, this way. Okay, yeah, Keith texted me. If you know Keith, he's carried the cross in well over 100 nations, probably 200, and seen a lot of things. And he texted me, he said, in many places where I've carried the cross, there's persecution, but not for Christians. It's only for those who have chosen to be baptized. Um, and by the way, he did have a day where he baptized 2,000 in the Jordan River, and it took six hours, so we could do the math. So it was probably about nine hours, If you, I don't know. <laughs> right place at the right time, he said. They just kept on coming. Um, guys, let us recognize this moment for the awe of what the Lord is doing. Let us refrain from judgments of any kind, of even trying to make sense of what God's up to. We are not smart enough. And it's just exhausting to be the expert on everything. I'm just wondering, God, what are you doing? This is beautiful. But this is God doing what he wants to do. So we say to you, Holy Spirit, yes. More, Lord. You have the freedom to do whatever it is you want. And I've got to admit, it scares me when I say that, but that's, that's my distrust speaking. And I repent of my distrust. Will you forgive me? And to say, Lord, you are good. And you are the one who builds your church. You're the one who cleanses her with the washing of the water, with the word. And you are making us a beautiful and spotless bride to pre present to yourself upon your return. So we say, Lord, here we are. Prepare us. Prepare your, your girl, Lord, who want to love you back like you've loved us. So we're going to close in this just moment of doxology together to sing as a benediction to today's service. Sam, if you would lead us. Or Brian. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly you and keep you make his face shine on you be gracious to you and give us his peace amen have a wonderful week